Hello family, welcome to another edition in the evolution of Azuma. The different inspirational tools I use, the different guidance I receive from my spiritual team, and anything else that I pick up on my journey that I think could be of use to somebody out there. If it resonates with you, I'm really grateful. And if it does, please join, subscribe, like, and continue to tap into what I've got to offer. So today I'm going to be doing a segment on how to acknowledge who you're becoming without allowing the fear of stepping into your power keep you stuck in unauthentic situations or places or jobs, anything like that. My, myself, I've been through so many changes as of recent times, so much so that I can almost not recognise myself. All of it good though, and all coming from a place of love. Love for myself fundamentally, and then for anyone else that needs to be released and on their own journey, so that they can become who they're meant to be. My recent experiences feel almost surreal. That's the only way I can put it. I've had a time and I've been in a period where I feel like I've got no other choice but to be honest with myself in regards to how I want to continue with the next chapter of my life. I turned 50 last year and I know, hard to believe. And lo and behold, I went through a bit of a period where I questioned everything in my life. In truth, I had a bit of a meltdown. I went through a process and I was questioning and questioning everything. From my career, did it make me want to still get up early, start sketching, creating, run around town looking for fabrics? Not really. Did it even feel purposeful? Did it bring me a sense of purpose? I still wanted to wear my own creations. But did I want to do it as a business? Not really. I was changing before my own eyes. <laughs> so that was the first thing that went. Fortunately for me, the label was closed at the beginning of 2020, which was, I suppose, my intuition kicking in and helped me to wrap it up just before Rona hit. Yeah, that's not necessarily entirely true. <laughs> in fact, my inner voice has been speaking to me and trying to nudge me towards closing this label for the last two years, I say. Better late than never. But to my surprise in the last year, I found myself doing something that I used to do a lot of when I was younger. Writing. I'd catalogue my life journey up until the point in real detail. So in my mind's eye, I was thinking, oh, wouldn't this be interesting as a book one day? Surely all the accrued experiences could assist somebody out there. However, it wasn't until a few synchronicities later, such as a good friend of mine calling out of the blue when I was having one of my <laughs> badgering sessions with the divine and suggested that I created a channel, a YouTube channel. 
I think he was alluding to this for my fashion business. But by this point, I'd already decided I was open over that. <laughs> I talk to the divine all the time. Not just when I wake up, but at points where I feel a bit vulnerable, need a bit of support, that kind of time. I clearly remember that day, I was really badgering the divine. I was like, am I writing a book? Do I have to self-publish? How do I get this off the ground? Real panic mode. The thing we have to remember is the divine will not give us all the answers in one go. We have to follow the intuitive nudges and you know the little breadcrumbs that we get every so often towards whatever we're being led to. <laughs> Sometimes my guides just want to shut me up so I think this was one of those occasions. So I think they sent someone to give me some assurance that I was doing the right thing. So I thought, oh, this could possibly be a new chapter for me, so why not? I find when I rear on the side of what is possible and don't approach from a place of fear, you know, and start feeding the reasons why I shouldn't investigate further and put real effort into, you know, a particular project, anything's possible. Fortunately for me though, I tend to feel quite empowered when I get a bee in my bonnet. I employ all the practices that I use to allow me to feel relaxed enough to hear the divine and really feel the guidance of my spiritual team, such as meditation, which quiets the noise that's constantly going on in your mind. That's the main thing you have to really put your energy into. I think it's important because you need to be able to distinguish between all that chatter and the guidance we're receiving from our higher self, from the divine. How are we gonna differentiate? This can be achieved by anyone that wants to be self-governed and wants to tap into their intuition. That gift is open to all of us. It just depends on the stages we're at in the process. I guess we're gonna have to rewind it a bit so that you realize what the other catalyst was in my newfound beliefs and newfound acceptance of self and why I didn't let fear keep me stuck. So when I was going through what I call the establishing of my true authentic self, I had suddenly gone through a breakup of my 23 year relationship. Something that I thought, oh, did I think it would last forever? Oh, okay, let's just say I didn't see it coming. Sometimes when things like this happen, it really highlights how much you haven't followed your own intuition or neglected your inner guidance. Because I, if I obviously knew that it could potentially end or I suspected that it could have happened, I'm not implementing what I truly believe and what I needed in order to be happy to be my true self. There always is a catalyst, something that doesn't even seem like anything different from you and your person's usual bickering to put an end to a situation like that. 
and leaves no room for recon reconciliation or anything else. That's what happened in my situation. No, we did bicker a lot and it wasn't anything different. <laughs> but on this occasion it was. But it always takes one person to, to decide to fight for themselves and their happiness and put themselves first. Thank goodness for 58. How much neglect can we inflict on ourselves? How many times can you decide to put other people's feelings before our own? I guess this is the perils of being an empath. No one other than ourselves can be held accountable for what we allow. So we have to take responsibility for our own choices and what, you know, we endured and lived with <laughs> or choose to live with. Nobody's holding a gun to our heads. But what in us thinks it's okay to give our power away to situations that aren't always deserved of it? Why as women in particular do we give less experienced people a say over how they love us or how they treat us? Where in our lives do we learn this? Well, I, I do know, but when do we realise that self-sacrifice is, you know, the way to a relationship with reciprocity, give and take? You know, real old-fashioned love. Where did we learn that was the way to do it? Throw what we want to the hills and <laughs> just go with the flow. Listen, I'm not bashing anyone for their attempts or their inexperience. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of why this is the story for a lot of women that I've spoken to. That the onus is really on us for allowing it. But I guess we don't have to look too far in some of our cases. Society as a whole hasn't really encouraged the empowerment of the female gender. And also there's, it could be generational nor behaviours that we've actually picked up from our environment. We might have seen our aunties or siblings sacrificing themselves to remain in a marriage or something. But this all feeds our subconscious. It feeds us to think that we should be grateful just to have, you know, a part partner, companionship, a man in our life. But from my perspective, I really sort of associated myself with the self-love brigade. So that's what's why it was more shocking for me when I did the actual introspection. I really thought I knew how to stand up for myself in situations. But after really looking at events and how far back I had been feeling in a particular way, I realised I too fell into the category of tempering myself in order to avoid confrontation or not expressing any real desire for a real authentic connection in the fear of being deemed needy or, you know, a bit of a nag or 
hard work, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really weird how on one hand we can know that the experience that we were in was leaving us discontented and unfulfilled but yet we can't see ourselves beyond the situation or the relationship that's a really bizarre place i know everyone's desires are different and what we need as individuals to feel loved cherished or whatever in a relationship can be beyond someone's capacity and I'm so aware that everyone has their own issues to work through therefore no one's to be blamed and no one is responsible for another person's happiness but my thing is when we as individuals recognize that a desire or a need is not being met no matter how many times it's been flagged up mentioned requested what in us allows us to keep it going until it hits the breaking point when do we actually say oh i'm gonna fight my fight for myself i've concluded our innate desire to be loved and appreciated can disempower us at points so much so that we sacrifice ourselves and don't necessarily practice self-love and accountability of course self-love those words that are banded around and used as an anthem but do we really practice it i now know i didn't and i really thought i i was one of those self-loving people until I really dug deep into the dark night of the soul in order to find why I didn't fight for myself and stay true to myself. You know, at an earlier stage, why did I let it get to this point? Why did I let the fear of stepping into my true power would render me unlovable and could lead to the demise of something that I'd been held in so dear for so many years? I knew I had to forgive myself for any of these faults because they were unfounded. I knew I was lovable. And of course, if it proved to be true and the relationship did end, then I have to accept that there's something better and more suitable to me down the line. And it wasn't meant to be. And of course, in my case, <laughs> it did. It did a proved to be true because obviously my relationship did end but it was only true in that situation and in those circumstances yes I'm lovable it just means that there's somebody else more aligned to me I also questioned if the ending wasn't beyond my control and the divine hadn't come along and called time on my relationship would I be still swallowing my words in order to not feel needy or too much. Who knows? But as uncomfortable as it is to admit, I think the divine gives us enough time to really take matters into our hands and work them out, both parties. But if shit isn't salvageable, 
the divine will step in and say you know what stop wasting your time and shake up the world and put you on another path my human self was listening to a lot of those well wishes that were around and kept pointing out that oh 23 years is such a long time da, 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 da. you must try and work it out but the higher vibration part of me was constantly reminding me that it was all about the journey and not necessarily about the destination. The lessons we learn in the process are all what it's about. Sometimes the places we find ourselves or choose for ourselves aren't where we're destined for, no matter how long we try to keep it going or no matter what tradition has taught us about finding one person settling down, keeping stump when you're not feeling fulfilled and happy. Suck it up, it says. That's what society says. <laughs> we learn along our path towards wherever we're heading. For all, I'm, for all I know, this experience was only meant to teach me what I had learned from it. Granted, it could have taught me in a quicker pace and I could have heeded it in a shorter timeline. But we convince ourselves that situations and things are more than what they are for our, for our own reasons, even when reality is showing us this and staring us straight in our face. In some cases, it can take us even longer to learn. Sometimes we don't even learn in one lifetime. Therefore, we create karma, which we may have to come back and relive in another lifetime, etc, etc. Just my opinion, of course, my theory. Therefore, I see experiences part of the journey to bring us closer to our authentic self, make us more powerful within who we are, sure about who we are, and not to also keep us stuck in situations that are no longer serving their purpose and stunting our growth. It's all part of the journey and will give us a reference point so that any future endeavours will not be experienced blindly. You'll be able to recognise God at earlier stages, you know, when something is not right, if you're dancing with the devil. <laughs> what outcomes certain behaviour traits are going to lead to. You'll also be receptive to red flags that will resemble any of your recent experiences. But most of all, you become really aware of who you are, what you will or will not accept in the future. I now know inner peace and serenity and comfort can be achieved by being true to yourself. Okay, fair enough. The object of your desire might not necessarily remain in your life, but Guaranteed, if you stay true to yourself, you'll be calling into somebody that's more aligned to you, you in the present and not you in the past. So having a relationship of equals is definitely attainable, but it should never be at the detriment of your own personal power and your own wants and desires. Because no one can you know, you know what's going on in your evolution. You cannot be responsible for anybody else's. 
evolution. So if you're moving at a different pace, you just have to accept that some people were only meant to be with you up to this point. So thank you so much for your company. Stepping into your power is by far the best thing you can do for yourself and for your evolution and growth. You'll attain the true happiness that you're seeking and you will have no regrets about what's actually taken place in your world because it's got you to this place where you are now. So on that note, I'm going to say au revoir. You know the drill. Please like, please share and please subscribe for any further segments.